Fire Up are proud to present a glittering new season celebrating the barbaric ballet that we call Rugby League. You must feel pretty confident with that uh, additional bulk he's put on. Now watch the defence, it'll be fairly uh, violent I would imagine. Now the Gladiators, Hoppawati with the left forearm. It was as nasty as we've seen for a long time. A bit out of character, he's a very clean player. Manly slumped to eighth on the ladder. He's only five metres from the line. And he's hurt on the bird. He runs into a wall. Certainly got some forearm in it for some damage done to him with a boot or a knee. But my heavens, he's really bleeding. He's come out of it very much the worse for wear. Bleeding like a stuck pig out there. And the crowd's starting to go wild. Intercepted. Shows it. Goes outside. Step, steps again. Steps again. He gets it down. It is a try. Yes, it's a try. It's a sad, sad commentary on the mentality of some of the idiots that follow Australian sport. Now, please welcome your muscle-bound maestro, Stephen Ferris and Chris Gale. As they fire up. G'day, Chris. How you going? Stephen, I've just had a three-quarter crown inserted in my lower... Jaw? Yes. So don't hit me with too much sibilance today, thank you. Yes, it's big time today. South Sydney, say it fast yes. three times. South Sydney was sensational on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and a very special guest, Adrian Prezenko. Good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you for having me. You are a journalist, obviously, with the, uh, the Nine Corporation. Is that what it's called now? Nine Entertainment Co. Or some Nine such. Entertainment yes. Co. One of those beasts <laughs> that just keep evolving. Uh, you are a writer. We'll talk about the Johnny Larkin Diaries. It is so uh, out of print and hard to find. What's, what's the value of this book right here in front of me? Mm, I don't think there's a bargain bin in Sydney that would still have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> and you are the recipient of all the Parramatta fans of some sort of weird hoodoo that's coming back to bite you. Yes, that's a team that just finds new and exciting ways of torturing me year after year. Um, I know it's hard if you're a Tigers or a Dragons fan, but at least you've won a comp in the last 37 years. <laughs> um, when you say it like that, that makes us feel yes. pretty grand. I don't get too personal, but how old were you in 1986? I was 10 years old and was oh, actually on my 10th birthday wow. party, so I'm just old enough to remember the yeah. good times. Yes, yes. I put my own son through that. He's still <laughs> looking at me in an evil fashion. <laughs> so um, we'll get to Parramatta in a minute. You have been – give us your – Way back, like, how did you discover rugby league? What was the what was the intro point? So I grew up in Marylands in the two one six zero, which is Parramatta heartland and right, territory. Okay, so yeah. everyone was either a Tigers or a Parramatta fan, and so I'm not a, a fair weather supporter. I was there yep. obviously during the good times when they were winning all mm. the time as a young Tyke, mm-hmm. um, but I've been there for all the subsequent years as well. <laughs> um, so the one thing that we've won. Since then, I, think I can only the, wish that on Melbourne fans. Yes. <laughs> the, the only thing that we've won since then was the Nines title, which we were stripped of. Yes. <laughs> and, and we won a couple of wooden spoons when we were over the salary cap, but unfortunately we got to keep those. Right. <laughs> that was, so, I just wonder what, how we would have performed if we were cap compliant during those years. Mm, Wouldn't okay. that be the ultimate dignity? You had to suffer through the celebrations of the 07 and 09 storms. 
trophies recently down at Marvel Stadium. Mm. They were stripped of all sorts of things, minor premierships, nines, titles, whatever. Imagine if you got stripped of the wooden spoon. <laughs> That'd be the ultimate insult. <laughs> yeah. would, would have been very welcome, actually. <laughs> Can you put in a dig? Well, yeah, we're, we're going to go back-to-back, uh, yeah. back, I yeah. think, baby. I haven't checked the ladder. Where do we stand now, Chris? Uh, where do you stand as in St. George Illawarra? Yeah, yes, and your team? Yeah, you're 16th, we're 17th. Right. Comfortably. Fire up. Explaining the Church of Rugby League. Adrian, can I ask, uh, Joey Johns, I very much enjoy his Thursday column. Mm. Um, I'm assuming he writes it. Uh, his byline is now Immortal Combat. Mm. Um, what would be the Adrian Prashenko byline if you could have one? I did do a column for a period of time and it was just called Sinbin. Uh-huh. Nice. So it was just like, you know, um, offcuts and novelties and all sorts of things. That, that It'd would all be, be sort of meshed to, together into a column, but yeah. uh, that no longer happens. And never in the candidacy a la Ricky Stewart for Games Greatest Thinker? You've never been, <laughs> <laughs> never been in discussions? That's, that's a, a mantra that he, yeah. he can keep. Well, you remember we used to joke that Buzz would have the banner that he had in the cover that said, Club in Crisis, and you'd pull it out and he obviously used to pin it up somewhere in the office, you know. <laughs> Our vision of Buzz being editor at large is yeah. they wouldn't give him a desk and he was just sort of mobile around. And he'd, he'd try and land wherever and he used to say it's a virtue that he would write his columns from within the stands down at Shark Park and again mm. he just clearly wasn't allowed in the press box so that's pretty straightforward now uh, as a para fan is that uh, question of bias I suppose how does that affect your your glasses when you're coming up with stories regarding your team or not I'm not sure if I'm kinder or harsher, depending yeah. on my mood and depending on their performance. Yes. So sometimes the poison pen comes out and yeah. I become a bit of a keyboard warrior. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I tend to be able to separate it fairly easily. But it's sort of sometimes you have those sort of bittersweet moments where I actually got a bit of a tip off about the, the Parramatta salary cap story, which was one of the biggest stories that I've covered. And it's like, this is like a really big story, but it's about the team that I support. <laughs> So if it was like Manly or the Bulldogs, I'd be whistling while Digging I worked. In, yeah. But unfortunately, <laughs> um, it was this expose on a team that I follow and support. Yeah. The, when it happened at the time, we were sort of envisaging, normally you think about the FBI busting in or the Australian Federal <laughs> Police, but like accountants raiding the Parramatta offices for falsified invoices and, and the like. How did you react to the board minute that said... Um, we should probably stop recording this meeting at this point and it was dutifully written down in the minutes. It, that was quite extraordinary, yes. It's, it's, it's sort of funny because the way this came about is that there were people that were knocking on the door, like people would go up to the CEO and go, where's the illegal money that you promised me? I haven't seen it yet. And it was because all these people were disgruntled. That was a joke. This is actually true. Yeah, this right. is true. So, so people would come in and say... I'm owed a bag full of cash and I haven't received mine as yet. Where is it? And people, this is how it all, all became public wow. and how myself and other people right. became aware of it. And, and in looking to the modern team, based on the rather disappointing performance against the Bronx last mm. weekend, but has the story changed? Because a lot of people, perhaps us included, have been describing Mitchell Moses as a flat track bully, but the courage he showed with a depressed cheekbone, including that tackle on, um, was it just, I can't remember who it was, or the young mm. winger near the end of the first half. Is the story changed about Mitchell as a result of his heroism? Well, I think it changed the moment he played Origin with a, a broken back. He had yeah, a back true. fracture. So I think he has well and truly won over Parramatta fans with Good. the way, one, the quality of his play um, and also the toughness that he's But shown. Adrian, has he led you to the promised land? That he has not done. Has he delivered so. the, the stone with the edict saying, we are now God's children? We're always looking for the next Sturlo and they're, they're never as good as the original one. In, in your mental win viz... 
as they kicked off at uh, Acor Stadium last year, what was the percentage in your mind of that the Eels were going to triumph? 8%. 8%. Yeah, it was one of those, everyone was playing for second. It sort of feels a bit like this year as well, mm-hmm. um, like where it would be a really, really tight contested competition if Penrith weren't, wasn't in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it sort of feels, it felt like that last year and it feels like that. Is it the Bronx? Well. Are, they the, are they stepping up? or well, They're the team most likely. Yep. Um, people are saying South Sydney, but they are in a situation where potentially Hello. they may be able to win it or potentially they might not be in the top eight whatsoever. They could hardly beat the Dragons the other day. Can mm. we talk about that game? I mean, obviously sure. South have been on the road on the Build the yeah. Wall Tour. And I picture this, uh, you know, like a small Concord type plane with all the mm. Junos get flown up to Cairns <laughs> and put into a lush hotel for a start, away you go. Now that that's old school. That doesn't happen anymore. The the budgets have been tightened. The belts have been tightened. So it's a digital curse, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to cover that game, and I did so from the comfort of my couch. Tracky um, decks. Yeah, tracky Ugg decks. Yeah. Um, maybe a glass of Melbeck, perhaps. <laughs> um, I'm not yeah. sure if that, that uh, shone through in any of my copy. But, but but if the game's in Sydney, you're there, correct? Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. But there yeah. seems to be a modern trend based that the journo's who aren't there. They feel honour bound to quote extensively from the Fox Sports coverage what the commentators said. It's sort of like, I'm not going to admit I'm not there, but I will at least sort of mm-hmm. give you a tell. It looks to me like that beautiful new Allianz Stadium, the press box is like, you know, there's tumbleweeds going through it. Mm. What's going on with the modern coverage of the game in that respect? Well, you can also do that at the at the ground when you're when you're covering the game because you've got sports ears as well, mm-hmm. so you can still listen to the coverage even though right. you're yeah, yeah. watching it, you know, on right. the field okay. rather than on a screen. Um, I imagine you've, I, got a, you've got a big screen. Yep, yep. So you've got probably better pictures than, except for the I, bunker. I actually find it, in, in some respects, it's easier. Yeah. because And if there's an incident, you can rewind it and have another look, which obviously you can't yes. do with the game. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you sort of lose a bit of the, the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, if there's, you know, someone you can, a sideline official or something, you, you extract a little periphery nuggets. Stuff. from Yeah, periphery stuff yeah, from yeah. being at the ground. Yeah. So the game on the weekend, there's been we we explored given the beleaguered nature of our clubs, Adrian, the rub of the green, which doesn't go to small clubs, and some of our followers. Did you say small clubs? Well, less did credential you, clubs at the less moment. Cre- did you say less? Well, it's it's the opposite of big, Can I right? Remind, no. It's the no, we're not interested in history. Look, Illawarra's not interested in your history at all. They want to expunge the sixteen premierships, whatever it is, but. Uh, some of our followers, we have a private chat group on our Facebook called Blowing Up Deluxe, which anyone mm. can join, so I don't know why it's a private chat group. And they <laughs> resuscitate. like a secret meeting where everyone <laughs> knows about it. <laughs> exactly right. It's like the in house uh, celebration of the storms at Marvel Stadium. Yes. And they resuscitated the other part of our um, concern, which is there is a big club theory mm. that rubber the green means the big clubs get the calls. Now, you are dispassionately reporting on the game. Mm. Tell us in what world. Did the try review not find all those Sassini Rabbitohs bar one offside on the big kick? Well, that was perhaps one of the benefits of being at home. And I had the access to the remote control, so I'd go back myself and Just have a look at it several times. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, they are, so I think the rule is two feet need to be behind yep. yes, where the yes. kicker is. And I'm like, that's not happened here. Yeah. Wasn't there only one player behind officially? Yeah, yeah. yeah but does that mean that... <laughs> does that mean that the... Uh, the bunker doesn't have the action replay thing, the wind back thing. Is that one of the problems? <laughs> they sure. put all that money in. They forgot to do that. It's just one and done. Has uh, Annesley come out yet? 
Well, this is you were asking me about what the AI Annesley is. Yes. And this has come out of the result that Annesley, when he gives that Monday press conference, which I'm assuming no one's there. Is that correct? He's just he's staring it's, off in the distance? Uh, there's usually one or two journos. Oh, you can go, there. can you? Anyone can go. Oh, right. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that there's an NRL.com yep. journo who's duty-bound to, right. to attend. So, so, and, and anyone can see like they can download it or yeah. they can see it in Where does it time. happen? Uh, at Rugby League Central. Right. Moore Park. Park. Yes. Yeah, drive around. So, so, mm. so we feel that what he should do is take a leaf out of GPS book, you know, chat GPT, AI, etc. Just record now every mistake that the referees will make and just, you know... Just hit, them in. Just cut and paste. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've reviewed Isn't the situation. Isn't that smooth FM? Yeah. Dickie Wilkins? <laughs> South Sydney Rabbitohs. Yeah. Offside at the kick. No try. Apology. Yeah. So you can bring the Annesley apology forward yeah. because the, the fans are having to wait till Monday and people like Ryan Carr get very frustrated. And endlessly in the future. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, and in the end, like, um, he'll have far less workload and he can actually focus on improving the game yeah. rather than having to apologise for the game. Okay. So that game was lost on that. Was it lost on that decision? It didn't help. No, it didn't help. Either. Um, it was it was a quite a close game towards the end. Not um, a good game though, was it? No, it wasn't. No, it, it wasn't. South aren't looking pretty. And, and I actually give Annesley some kudos for for fronting up, and you can just see him dragging his feet. He knows what what he's in for every day. <laughs> I remember sitting next to Graham Annesley at a function once, and I said to him. You've been a referee, a referee's boss, a politician. Yeah. Uh, That's you've right. worked at the Gold Coast Titans. <laughs> What's the worst job you've ever had? And, and there was a long, long pause. Yeah. And then he said, yeah, they've all had their challenges. <laughs> I, t- I tell you what the best job... Was he ever a policeman? <laughs> Not to the best of my knowledge. I tell you what the easiest job at the Gold Coast Titans is, uh, was once held by Amy Shark. Uh, she was responsible for putting together the highlights videos each week, and that required Lady virtually no. newcomer this I know, year, but it required virtually no work whatsoever. How does she do it? <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of those women and those those television shows that they judge, etc. Did anybody see the voice with the little eleven year old girl no, that no. sang Aretha Franklin? No. Do yourself a favour. I don't like I don't like kids like <laughs> particularly like, sounding like Aretha Franklin. Like if you go back and listen to that original Diana Ross presents the Jackson Five, yeah. right? And Michael Jackson at the age of twelve or something is selling these incendiary love ballads. It makes me slightly uncomfortable. Bit, bit weird. Bit it's uncomfortable. a little unusual, I think. Can I just backpedal one little thing? The, the press conference from Brad Arthur. If you could picture Anzac Cove and you can picture <laughs> Churchill, yes, going down there and saying, "We've been fighting all year, and we're not going to give up fighting now." And I said, that is sticky Stuart to a bloody tea, isn't it? It was, it was more expensive than Wayne Bennett the previous week. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's we gotta, been a sport, hasn't it? We're definitely going to come to come to that about what's happening in press conferences off the back of the CBA. But there's lots of concerns with the officialdom. This big club theory, we think it's real, Adrian, but mm. we think it's fluid. Yes. And uh, no better evidence than my poor Tigers, again, who were brave but beaten, over in <laughs> Hamilton. So, yeah. Can you say that like Churchill? Yeah. <laughs> With a lisp? Brave <laughs> but beaten. And, you know, we took the game to New Zealand to thank the Warriors for their service because yeah, it was just hell for them yeah. on luxury resorts away from their families yes. for months on Central end. Central Coast. Yes. And uh, Big Stefano was uh, Simbin for having his bumper up into poor old Wade Egan's throat, mm. not, charged. not charged. DWZ, bobble it. And it's been brought to my attention that ever since Jason Paris, I think his name was, the CEO of One New Zealand, tweeted about mm. how the Warriors are discriminated against mm. they've won, by the referees. They've won 10 out of 11 
penalty count since then. So big club theory is fluid. Mm. Warriors con- big, Saints and Tigers, mm. Parramatta, small. Right. Well, I'm concerned as a Parramatta fan. Like we were grand finalists, beating like grand finalists last year. That And obviously, it looks like we're going to miss the eight this time. Mm. Are we no longer a big club? Like, yeah, I think we, yeah, yeah. Officially. Are we a small fan? Oh, yeah. You are suffering from shrinkage. Get, get yes. the banner. Yeah. Yes. Crisis. You are swimming in a oh, very, very say, cold lake right now. <laughs> this week, suddenly, it's the 50-point curse. Yes. Yeah. It's yes. the Melbourne snub. Oh, yeah. Yes. The, the oh. rudeness. It was the loss of last year's grand final. Yes. It was a revenge for last year's Brisbane whooping. Yeah. The Moses cheekbone. So it's all coming yep. in this hex. This, mm. this curse is terrible. So. Oh, but, mm. but mainly, there, there could be a Sevo and Campbell, Regan Campbell Gillard led recovery to beat the Roosters. Yep. Yes. Having said that, Brisbane. Hmm. I mean, even even with uh, Reese Walsh's failures, he still pulls out magic. Yes. Just a tad more magic than he does a tad more failure, maybe. Yeah. Extraordinary stuff, though. Yeah. There was some stat that was said to me that I think he's made more errors than right. any other player, player in the NRL, but he well and truly covers for that, doesn't he? Like, yeah, he's right. brilliant. That was the New South Wales theory about kicking to Cobbo and Walsh because they've got an error in them. Yes. Didn't work. No. Yeah. Well, we think, we think the same about Ravaloa. He blows a couple. He scores four. He scores four. <laughs> we'll, we'll take it any time. Uh, look, I've got one more bunker disaster, can I? Yes, please. Gutherson. <laughs> you know how much I hate Gutherson, right? King Gutherson. Where did that come mm. from? I don't know. And I don't think... It, was it Joey Johns that anointed him the king? And is that a sort of a Queensland, New South Wales thing? I, yes, yeah, yeah, I, right. I have a feeling... Remember you used to do the Gutho The Gutherino. The Gutherino. I think that's an Elvis reference. Yes. You know, that Joey would be big on Elvis. Right, right. And I think when he doesn't do it so much anymore because it's been mocked a little bit, but now he's just focusing on shaving his head. Right. But, but Stephen, it's come to light that there are graphic photographs showing that Gutherson's fingers are like an old... This is last week, and it was one of those turning points again. It wasn't it true, apparently. Well, he says here on Sky Sports, Sky Sports Radio, I want you to say that now, Chris. Sky Sports Radio. <laughs> the, there was no refuted any suggestions it was a strip. He says, I definitely haven't played at the ball, so I'll get that out straight away. Loose carry, no try. Okay, oh, we're done. I'm trying to tackle him and he drops the ball. Okay. Description used was my fingers were curled at the top. If you've ever, ever seen my hands in real life, most of my fingers are actually bent anyway. So maybe they were just looking at that. I don't know what my fingers were doing, but three on that hand <laughs> are actually bent at the right angle. So they could have been looking at that. I might have to get that fixed so there's no more indecision about whether it's a strip or not. I, I would hate it looked to... like he was playing a banjo. <laughs> I, would, I would hate to think of the court cases where someone's given it evidence. I didn't know what my fingers were doing. <laughs> uh, and, and one more thing, yep. Stephen, out of the round, and Adrian was uh, there was a lot of excitement out at Four Pines Park where we went back to the future. Yes. Garrick, though, shading that side of the field. Oh. We've got a force and back kicking duel. <laughs> what about this? Here's Edwards. He'll clean it up. Come on, Dylan. Pump one back the other end. He wants to run it back. He gives it to Crichton, though. Here's Turova. Ruben Garrick gives the Panthers a chance and Turiba beats everybody. He'll run away and score. Manly go the kicking duel. Penrith beats the point. What about the, the Ruben foursome backs? It's a bit old school. Was that like a plan? Yeah, right. just... yeah, it was a plan. Yeah, it was a plan. As I said, we couldn't come here and just try and arm wrestle them. We spoke about return and serve during the week and we practiced at training. Just one of, you know, one or two guys missed their job there defensively. Otherwise, we're making the tackle down there on, um, 
and Dylan Edwards have ever got the footy and yeah, we're on top of it. It's sort of the modern equivalent of waving the white flag. We say, well, we can't beat them playing football, so yes. we'll try and do something different. Return serve, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Back to the future, is it? And look, you know, Anthony Subolt's had his difficulties in past years, but he's been very positive this year. Yeah. And I thought he sounded... Is that sounding positive? Well, to, he, that was early in the press conference, yeah. guys. Yeah. But as, as the questions <laughs> keep coming... hard and fast. You'll hear now that he objected to a question later in the press. Right. Be silent or you will be <laughs> That'll be far up. We'll be back in just a moment. In rugby league, there is one key of common truth. Here's what he says. When the moon in the sky's cold buck full in July, that's a Are you enjoying that buck moon in the distance there, Matthew? When a football game's done and game set, bingo song, that's a Game, set, bingo. When you hear binga, binga, bing. Bing, bing, bing. A binga, binga, bing, human pinball. Bing, bing. Then he'll push a wooshka, wooshka. Wooshka, wooshka. Then he'll rinse out the eyeball. Who wants to rinse out of the eyeball? When you hear some strange sounds from the rugby league ground, that's a Maori. If the commentator cannot speak and the expert breaks his seat, can't sit at all. I can't speak if Louis cracked his chair and can't sit. Or if the game's in a Yusko, Wisko, Yusko, Wisko, Yusko, Wisko category. Yusko, Wisko, Yusko, Wisko, Yusko, Wisko. Don't you see that can be just one man's commentary? That's Maury. Don't put that in the song, Dennis. When you're hit with a kitchen sink and six other kitchen sinks from a mansion. He hit him with not only his kitchen sink, but six other kitchen sinks. He got them from a mansion. When a fact or a stat gets a teeny weeny bit of expansion. Then he throws a flick part that went 2,000 metres forward. If a kick is a little dink. Sure little dink kick. Or the worst squib kick you've seen yet. It's the worst dribbling squib kick you've ever seen. He'll get higher with some pants on fire. And call Michael a genius. Michael Carriatus, you're a genius. When a pass is so slick, it's a proverbial party trick. That's a Maury. That wasn't a pass, it was a proverbial party trick. If a knuckle-buckle-levu gets rod when a Fijian scores, that's a Maury. When a player has such class that he completes the buff, here's the story. And he just completes the buff. Don't you see that can be just one man's commentary? That's more. He got the soap, the sun gets out the towel. He says, I'll even wipe your hair off. Is that you, Andrew? Good and you. We regard the agreement signed last night and the Anglo-German naval agreement as symbolic of the desire of our two peoples 
Never to go to war with one another again. There was magic this week. Magic, Adrian, <laughs> our special guest, Adrian Prezenko, uh, Chris Gale. Uh, it appeared out of nowhere, and he ca- I think there was smoke. There was a wand, <laughs> there was a cape, and then suddenly... Peter Volandis leaps out and says, I've sold all the problems of rugby league this week. What would they be, number one, Chris? Well, the first problem was uh, this interminable dispute between the NRL and the RLPA about the collective bargaining agreement, both of the men and women's games. And not surprised that most people didn't notice that result from Volandis. <laughs> it sort of snuck in there, you know. Well, yeah, there was a little bit more um, sturm and drang about something else that will come into the moment. But it was a very significant moment because this has dragged on for a long time, hasn't it, Adrian? And to me, I hate to agree with Peter Fitzsimons, I really do, but it suggested that <laughs> Abdo was just simply hanging out so the Volandis could fly back from whatever he was doing over in Singapore. And I, how they had an international rugby league meeting in Singapore, I don't know, uh, and, and save the day. But how well did you think that this dispute played out in the rugby league public's mind, Adrian? I think the public had well and truly tired of it and yes. were hoping for an end. And. Earlier in the week, Peter Volandi said, if, if both parties come to the table in good faith, I'll get it done in two hours. And it only took him, as it turned out, two days. Ah. But it would have been fascinating to see how that would have compared to some of the other deals he would have done. So he's got his Racing New South Wales headquarters yes. on Level 11 yes. in the city. Yes. And I remember there was a World Youth Day um, <laughs> that was held at, uh, at Randwick, Race Coast, yes. where he took on the Pope and won, I believe. That's right. <laughs> um, so <laughs> if he can do that, I think yeah. that um, he can probably, um, he's got... And, and I'm assuming he's a Catholic? I, Greek Orthodox. Greek Orthodox? Yeah, that'd be right. And, and I believe that both Clint Newton and Andrew Abdo were in the room. Yes. And is it any truth or rumour? Did you hear that um, Peter Is this got, with the Pope? No, with, <laughs> with, with a dark overlord, PBL. And at the start of the he goes, now you two, you two come up the front. Shake hands, shake hands. And that's how it all started. That's it. I'm looking forward to that really awkward, when it's all done and the ink's dried on the document, that really awkward photo opportunity where Clint, Clint yeah. and, and Andrew are yeah. shaking hands and smiling what, like, what through gritted teeth for the camera. What the, the head of the workers' union. <laughs> well, it's not a union, remember. Uh, it's an association. That's right, separate. But the thing that really confused me is I don't know how that Anglo-German agreement came into it, but it was obviously key yeah. to solving it and delivering, as they say, peace in our time. What I want to know is what changed? What were the results? That's the that's the concern. I've not is seen it, a report on that. It's in principle <laughs> agreement. In principle. Yeah. The big sticking point was the level of autonomy. So the NRL will give the RLPA some funds, and that goes towards injury and hardship and well-being and education. Yeah. Beautiful. And how much autonomy the RLPA would have over where those funds go, and right. that was the big stumbling block. Which every invoice has to be checked, does it? I, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the, what about the data collection? Well, that, that was the other thing. Is that uh, you know. A dispute about governance and workload. I actually yeah. thought the workload thing was fair enough, that if the NRL wanted to extend the competition by one game, they should yeah. be consulting the Players Association. But the data thing came into play, we thought, Adrian, again, with a, sorry to raise up this uh, sore moment for you, but the Melbourne Storm celebrations. Mm. The cr- construction of the replica trophies that had been stripped mm. from them, we thought was in a f- infringing the intellectual property rights of the <laughs> Summons and Proven families. <laughs> and if the RLPA can do something about that, and if they just throw in... Because I feel my GPS data is my property. I would have thought Stephen. so. Stephen, yeah. uh, they've done a good thing here. Yeah, um, that would be good. Because it, it was sort of like if you had Ben Johnson walking around with the gold medal from, that he won in Seoul in 1988. Yeah, that's what it would have felt like <laughs> yes, yeah. if you were celebrating that. And so I'm imagining that when we do get AI footy players beamed out of Las Vegas permanently, you know, with AI Annesley, all that data will be owned by who? Um, um, 
Pedivalandis, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you just put a vision. I'm always perplexed. So all those ho- the horse races, all the horses sign on, yeah. on that as well. Look, I, I'm no pun of fact, yeah. but I am genuinely perplexed by the people who punt on the video oh, racing. Oh, genuinely. Right? Mm. Yeah. Like, so why not? Why, what, what, Valandis is not doing a good enough job. We're about to talk about Vegas in a moment, but why not just video rugby league games predetermined and bet on that outcome in the pub and, you know, with yeah. better graphics, yeah. you know, sharper images. Yeah. But one of the features, and be very interested, Adrian, to hear what your experience is like in presses because last week we had Wayne in solidarity for the players' ban on speaking to the media and not speaking to the parole AOP journalists over in uh, Perth. Yesterday, we heard something similar from the great Sticky Stewart. I'm not, not trying to be disrespectful to you, mate. Just ain't in the mood for talking, really. It's just that I'm here because I have to be. Um, You're in the rooms. What's it like? Yeah, it's, it's tough. <laughs> so you've had um, Wayne Bennett, who yeah. I, I suspect that he was um, a bit frosty because he didn't like the look of the haircut on the journalist asking the question. Extinction yeah, dread, rebellion bloke. Yeah, dreadlocks, crusty. Yeah, Very yeah. crusty. <laughs> And Wayne Does Bennett's- it come with a razor? <laughs> Mattingly, get rid of yeah. those sideburns. Bird yes. style, yes. yes. Um, and Wayne Bennett um, can be really good and he can be really challenging at times depending on what sort of a mood he's in as well. Have, can you tell us about the worst one you've ever had? Um, is, there, is there such a thing? I think I've been to one with Ricky Stewart where he didn't actually allow a question, where he came in and he said it was a similar shtick where I, yeah. I, I'm here because I have to be and then he went on a rant and before anyone could put their hand up for a question, he's he up. said, that's it, I'm done, thank you. He, he, he got away with it. Yeah. He's gone very close to the, um, the story they often tell about Larry David, you know, co-creator of Seinfeld and, of course, Kirby Enthusiasm, mm. that he was doing stand-up in New York and he walked out late night in front of a crowd. He just had a look around. He went, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny you mentioned the haircuts because we're obsessed with hair here and... There was an article this week. My alma mater, Newington College, is one of the many schools, like the GPS schools, who have banned leg haircuts. Yes, yes. And they banned them, and they and they had a feature in, I think, in the Herald, I believe. But wow. it's an evolving um, recipe uh, feast. We yeah. don't know what it is next year. And there is a local barber in the Stanmore region who's got an wow. indentured deal, deal with Newington. Yeah. If if they don't clear the hair, the kid is sent off yeah. to the Newington barber, <laughs> yeah. sanctioned, and the guy goes, "I think I've got a pretty good sense of what they want," and they work on the kid. Yeah. Paid so for by Ang- who? Angus Croydon's a Newington boy. Well, he's had a few funky haircuts well, over the we, years. We've got a few. Um, uh, uh, Terrapo played for you guys. And yes. um, uh, 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 what's the cooler in Manly yes. and Cameron Murray? We're a breeding ground. We're a rugby league factory. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, it is in the Mariah, universe. Terrapo Mariah, mm. I should say. Um, but uh, the uh, idea that the Broncos could do something similar because it won't wash at the Zurich Centre for the Tigers because they've talked a lot about They've got the hairdresser barber mm. cut. It's only one chair. You call it the Zurich Centre? Yes, we've got sponsorship. Ah, there yeah. you go. By the way, you know why, I reckon, right? <laughs> you know why I reckon South is doing bad? It's because of their centre of excellence. Because they, the they were doing that brick thing. Yes, you know, and they had to transport the bricks from Redfern to Heffron Park. Heffron Park down in Maroubra. And originally they decided they weren't going to take the bricks on the road. But I think the way they've been playing, they've yeah. just carted them to Perth, <laughs> Cairns, what everywhere. What is Russell doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got any words about Russell, Adrian, you want to share with us? No, none at all. <laughs> <laughs> we banned you in talking about that. Now listen, the magic, the smoke, <laughs> it's still happening. Mm. And he came up with the second idea. He said, we finally signed on the dotted line on what, March the 6th, I think? Yes. In Vegas. Mm. So he has been working his magic. Do you go? Are you going? I think 
every journalist who is clamoring to get on board that junket, I mean, uh, yeah. trip, <laughs> will find out they're standing in each organization. Right. Yes, because yes. all of our, I'll be whining, you know, my colleagues and bosses <laughs> and all that sort of stuff in a, in a bid to get there. Yes. Um, I don't know is the answer at this point. And, and will it be old school pinned up on a notice board and you all gather around and see yeah. if you've made yes, the cut? Yes, I and, think and, so. And you've already sold your soul because if you're going to watch a game from Cairns at home in your yes. days, they know you can do it. Yes, I know. But I, I just think that there's so much uh, atmos. Colour. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That we'd like. Yeah. Ex Sinbin Journo. Yes. You absolutely. can do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Isn't it a triumph for the working class game that it's going to Las Vegas? And it just puts the openers within the reach yeah. of the everyday person and their income, doesn't it? Yeah. Matt Lodge style, are they going to be put uh, GPS trackers so we can see where they are? I think the uh, integrity unit will have to bump up their number. Okay. And are they going to be held in a pen somewhere? Yes. In, 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 in a, 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 there's a disused lot on Universal Studios in yes. Los Angeles where they'll be housing the place. That Immersive is why... 360 degree screen. <laughs> Correct. Keep them happy. Yeah, they're actually going to replicate the sphere from Las Vegas so the players think they're think in Las they're Vegas. In Vegas. Right. And that's why PVL was insistent yeah. on owning the player data off the GPS. Because yeah. I think that was the big fear about Magic Round is once the first game is out of the way, they're on the loose. Yes. They're untethered. They're racing around Brisbane doing whatever. Imagine what they're going to do in Vegas. <laughs> so what are the teams, Chris? Rattle them off. Well, you've got the much-expected South Sydney Rabbitohs and Manly Warringah Seagulls right. because apparently Russell Crowe and Hugh Jackman, yes. Americans will make that connection. Yes. Oh, well, I know who Russell Crowe is. I know who Hugh Jackman is. I'll go to Allegiant yes. Stadium and watch some And football. maybe Snoop Dogg might turn up. Exactly. <laughs> maybe uh, Oprah. Snoop Dogg has signed the up. The Dalai to, Lama. Snoop, Snoop Dogg has signed up to LinkedIn this week. You know, oh. and you know, he's is he a, looking for work. You know, I'm, I'm proud to announce my new album. I've got a new position. Talking at of AI, Death Row th- Records or something. Yeah, are there three of them? <laughs> <laughs> he is the hardest working man in show business. And then Brisbane Broncos yes. and uh, the fourth team, which will come to my mind, is, is the Chooks, right? Yeah. So break it down, Chris. You've got Russell Crowe. That's the big draw card. Yeah, whatever, well, right? supposedly. Apparently, yeah. Uh, with the Chooks. Oh, you, who's going to represent them? Well, what's the draw? Uh, Gus Wallen. We talked about that. Gus Wallen! Hugh Jackman's best mate. We're going to be going around with his, yeah. with his tin pan for coins. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am best friends with Hugh Jackman, yeah. therefore. <laughs> you know, that'll, that'll get him in. And I don't like his team. Yeah. And then, the, and then, I don't know, I wouldn't put it past the Broncos to wheel out Wayne, you know, sort of a, as a legacy feature. <laughs> Look at this guy. It'll be the it Murdochs. looks like Clint Eastwood. It'll be the Murdochs. It'll be the yeah. Murdochs. It'll be Fox. Yeah. And, and it won't be Lachlan. It'll be Rupert. Yes. Ah, like, Rupert, Rupert, the Rupert, big gun. It really come down. Yeah. I actually think that the Kithra connection has got its grubby <laughs> footprint, the fingerprints in, in all over chooks. this. With, uh, with uh, Uncle Nick. Uncle Nick. Uncle Nick, uh, rather jocular. And can we send out our best wishes to Uncle Nick? Because he did take a tumble recently. Mm. Did he? Yeah, busted his nose and missed the Hall of Fame dinner, but he's doing well. Oh, he joked that uh, the reason they got the gig is because their colours are the same as the American flag, red, white, mm. blue. Mm. Well done, son. Nick mm. Pappas with South Sydney, yeah. you know, Peter yeah, Volandis, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Kither connection yeah. writ large. Billy Slater described the reason these four teams were selected, Adrian, yes. is that they're entertaining. Mm. Uh, who in rugby league right now isn't entertaining in your view? <laughs> well, well, who is? First of all, we know Brisbane's I'm, entertaining. Well, they've got a gig. They're in. Yeah. Penrith, aren't they the winners for the last two years and expected to win this year and entertaining? I'm not entertained by what Parramatta's producing at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get a gig. Now, no. listen, yeah, surely there are bigger actors than uh, yeah, Hugh Jackman. He's for Manly, right? Mm. What about Kate Blanchett? Who does she support? Well, this is interesting. Uh, I'm not at all aware of Blanchett, but uh, the phenomenon that is Margot Robbie, ah, who not only did I Pink see... Pink Panthers. Him, Barbie, Barbie yeah. recently, but I saw her in Asteroid City yesterday. If you are a fan. Dogs fan. Dogs fan. Wow. Yeah. 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 Robbie Dogs She's fan. She's carrying Bulldogs fan. That ain't going to happen. Well, not this year, but surely <laughs> next year. You know. What about the Hemsworth? Surely they follow rugby league. 
I've got, got a sense about the Hemsworths. It feels yeah. manly to me. It feels manly to me too. Yeah. 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 Ex-North Sydney man, yeah. you know. Yeah, some yeah. sort of Hemsworth. They got no pull. Jackman. No pull at all. <laughs> well, well, well. Well, we'd all like to be in Vegas, wouldn't we? Billy Slater yes. suggested that they should all dress up as Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> That's a novel idea. Channel, Channel the 1987 yeah. Long Beach Cobras situation. Innovation, Chris. Yeah. And look, it won't work. Yeah. Because it's a five. It, it, what do you think about the five-year deal? I mean, that's that's a huge commitment, isn't it? Well, it means that every team gets to go at some point, in theory. Um, but I'd want to be one of the first teams, just in case years two, three, and four, yeah, five fall over. over. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's a lot of it's a lot of tickets to sell. Like sixty-five thousand yeah. is a big stadium. Yeah. And I was over there uh, for the Denver Test between New Zealand and England about five years ago. What? <laughs> yes. Um, and that was at Mile High Stadium. There were lots of tickets to sell there, yeah, and unfortunately, yeah. they didn't sell many of them. There was about twenty thousand to be fair, which is a lot, but um, it it looked fairly empty. It looked like ANZ Stadium, um, given the amount of empty seats there there were. Um, And unfortunately, there weren't enough tickets sold for the promoter to wash his hands, so to speak, and the players were left out of pocket initially. Um, And I remember everyone was trying to fly back as quickly as possible (laughs) to return to club duty. And the plane that a lot of the Kiwi players were on was actually hit by lightning on the tarmac which delayed their return to NRL duty. So um, hopefully things go a little bit smoother. What year was this again? I think that was 2018 from memory. Okay. Because yeah. every, every seat that's occupied in Allegiant Stadium by someone carrying an Australian passport is against the ABDO vision, which is to take the great game of rugby league to the American public, isn't it? Yes. Whereas Peter Volandis says that this is wagering content that works beautifully because of the time zone differences. <laughs> so that'll be a victory no matter who turns up, correct? He's a man for the future. You're stuck in the past, Chris. Go down and you just don't get it, you know? And look, where are the West Tigers sitting? I ask you. Can I say <laughs> that uh, we are in a rebuilding phase? So. <laughs> we say flannel. That's all we've got. Thank you. We'll be back in just a moment. Aidan Brzezenko, Chris Gale, myself, Stephen Ferris here. Fire up. Time for the latest instalment of the life and times of Gus Gould.
you had to play a full game in a lower grade before you could sit on the bench for first grade. It's <laughs> okay. And stuff, then, isn't it? then they changed it to you had to play at least half a game in a lower grade. To, so that's where I got my first grade debut. Hmm. Was I played a full game in under 23s and I played. Yeah, you told us you're halfway through a beer. I was halfway through a beer. <laughs> in the spa. Sitting in the spa. <laughs> And that was the latest instalment of the life and times of Gus Gould. Thanks, Fire Up. I feel like I've been spiritually elevated. Isn't it a great image? <laughs> yes, isn't it? Gus at any age in a spa. They didn't have video then, did they? What, what, what's your interaction with Gus, Adrian? Very little. Um, we had a team building exercise once, a bonding thing where... Who's we? Uh, as in the rugby league journalists uh, who were then at the Sun Herald, this is going back maybe 10, 15 years ago, Mm. where uh, I think Daniel Lane was a sports editor at at the time and he rented out a net at the Sydney Cricket Ground Mm. where where they practice and all that sort of stuff. And he invited all of us to come along and Gus Gould came along. And he came along and the other person who was there was Nathan Bracken who was, uh, you know, yeah. I don't know why that happened, but it did. <laughs> anyway, so he, Nathan Bracken was bowing to us and he, for whatever reason, one of the Jettos must have done something that he, he didn't like or, or ridden something that, some something controversial. Come on up. So we're facing him and he was overstepping the popping crease by about a metre and a half, How bowling short bowling? on synthetic Ooh. as fast as he could. That's criminal. Um and so we were ducking and weaving or whatever else. And then it was Gus's turn to bat. Oh. So he's come out there and he's got the little eyes barely open and he just put, he just put the front pad on. What does he look like? Jabba the Hutt, right? <laughs> he, he literally just put the front pad on and absolutely smoked Nathan Bracken all over the, the nets. <laughs> and he was never the same player again. And he, he came off, he strode off and he took his one pad off and I said, geez, you, you hit him well, Gus. And he goes, first time I picked up a bat in 25 years. Wow. And, and of course, never said that before, have we? And, and Bracken had to tell the politics, but his confidence was shot. He never got there. So, so it was never quite extraordinary. Never live it down. So yeah. it's very much this last past month has been Gus versus the world. Yep. And he's doing two things, deflecting and destabilising, apparently. Mm. Last week's uh, target was James Teddy Tedesco, the incumbent Kangaroos captain. And Gus had the temerity to suggest that by the time that the international tournament is played at the end of the season, you might want a fullback who's in form, who's involved in the finals yes. long term. Reese Walsh, Caelan Pongery and Dylan Edwards came to mind. Yes. Is this just outrageous from Gus to suggest these things? Well, the suggestion is that there's been a bit of a fight between Gus and Nick Politis oh, and the Roosters. So wow. I don't know if perhaps That's, that weighs in uh, any of the thinking. That's the whisper we doing the rounds. <laughs> Where's the smoke coming? And it, does every rugby league figure, every rugby league member of the Cognoscenti sleep with one eye open, worried that they're going to be the next victim on 100% footy? Well, it's funny because that podcast comes out every Wednesday and I'm like glued to it. I get first <laughs> access to it because I'm in the corridors of the nine. So yeah. every... Sort of by about lunchtime, it drops, or I get a hold of it, and I'm just wondering yeah. where are the sites? Where are, where's the target? Yeah, Who's it on today? <laughs> when, when are we getting you on a screen as one of the journalists, Adrian? You seem to be a lot more presentable than some of the characters they're wheeling up at the moment. I'll leave that to the powers that be. Okay. <laughs> well, we have no influence, so we can't help you. And so you're not telling me that uh, Teddy didn't make the top five? Well, or is he number five? I think he was. Well, he, he identified three individuals, and look, let's throw Jareem Buller in there just because. So, um, I think he's still in the top five. Right, as Mal Meninga says, he's not going to let you down. Wow. Now, Freddie, have they chosen next year's coach for the State of Origin? Not yet. There's an interview coming up, I believe. 
Yes, at the end of the month, there's a board meeting. Uh, Freddie Fitler will have to present. Presentation? Yes, there'll yeah. be a presentation PowerPoint. with PowerPoint. Yeah, yeah. And Standing uh, with pointing. Yeah, one of those yeah. Microphone. Uh, po- pointer pens, all, all, that, all stuff. that sort of thing. Wow. So I know Dave Trodden, good good operator, um, reasonable guy, but yeah. there'll be a lot of pressure on Freddie. If he's got to do PowerPoint, and there's a modern theory he shouldn't, yeah. but... <laughs> Um, get old um, Dalek himself, Seabold, involved because yes, his PowerPoint yes, presentation yes, yes. of the Broncos was something special, apparently, yes, all yes. these years. As opposed to Ricky uh, Sticky Stewart, who... Doesn't do him. Remember when Overhead he... Overhead projector. When he did the colour <laughs> parameter. <laughs> what about Brian Smith? Didn't he used to do a whiteboard well? He was big on the text, apparently. Desi. Yeah. Desi good on the technology? <laughs> well, <laughs> the cherry picker. Yeah. You know, the, it, yes. Desi, if he, he was thinking drones, drones before... Drones way were, back before... What, no. Visionary, yeah. right? Only Da Vinci was ahead of him. Right. <laughs> He's no doubt, you know, behind the, the Tino idea. But but Freddie has got some interesting backing recently, yeah. uh, hasn't he, Adrian, in terms of who might be in his corner when he goes in for the interview? I hear Arthur Laundie is mm. uh, backing him big time. Mm. And I know that Arthur Laundie was offering uh, certain players potentially a pub or a share thereof. That so was, well, just, that was big Tino. He's yes. a pub. Yep. He's just a, a pub. pub. Yeah. Yep. Minimum 25 mil. Yep. So, look, I, I don't know if... if Freddie gets Freddie. a pub if they've trodden gets a, gets a pub. Or, I don't know. Has the oats been sold yet? I, I don't know how that. <laughs> well, the NRL's got a pub, and apparently they're going to go up to 300 million assets. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be another purchase after the Gambara. It may yeah. well be so what's a Laundie pub. This pub money. So the Laundie um, Empire was yes. a series of pubs, and this will be a surprise to you, Stephen. Alcohol. Gambling. Gambling. Right. <laughs> Two of the fundamental tenets of rugby league. Yeah. And apparently there's a deal that's done with Trent Robinson about coach sponsorship just in the background there. Yeah. So this is what the Laundie family says. They will sponsor the New South Wales Origin coach on one condition, that it's Freddie. Okay. Uh, are there any laws like the cap when it comes to sponsorship of State of Origin? I think it's the Wild West, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah. Wow. I mean, the p- players are getting $30,000 a pop, so wow. I mean, the coach is Can probably see entitled to a cut as well. Suddenly when the pub gets given to Freddie, all the coaches putting their hand up for next year. <laughs> That's right. And look, Freddie, <laughs> Freddie, let's face it, it's desperate. Yeah. And... Uh, he, Billy Slate has taken the light. Ubuntu, Dis, yeah. you know, entertaining, Duck Crocodile You're Dundee. you sold his soul. Well, the one... He didn't play for Melbourne. <laughs> we, but the one tell about Freddie, and we might have seen a preview of this in the last Origin game, if you've got alcohol and gambling and the dark arts on your side, you need a little bit of um, soul selling. Yeah. And if there's someone who knows about selling their soul, yeah. it's Ivan Cleary. And Ivan Cleary appeared. You won't in the, give up, will you? He appeared, the most evil man in rugby league, Adrian. He appeared in the boxing game three. I think Freddie's got the bases covered. Right. I think that New South Wales are immoral next year to win this. Origin. The unholy trinity. Absolutely. Gam- you gambling, tobacco, and the devil. Ivan. You would have thought that Ivan would have been asked to go to America, where, where that's God. Well. <laughs> Let's just say Ivan and the Panthers yeah. are in Peter Volandi's back yeah. pocket. If, if for some unforeseen, unimaginable reason... Are they on standby? Yeah, they only get 20,000 at Allegiant Stadium. He goes, hang on, we better bring in the big guns. Uh, it was not remiss of me to say that uh, I was remiss in not watching the Matildas win the other night. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you? I was at home and I was going, yeah, must watch that, you know. And uh, then I, got a, I, got a, I was watching Painkiller on Netflix, which was riveting. And I got a text from a certain mate saying... Gosh, I just tuned in at 94 minutes and it's still taking an eternity. It feels like an hour. You're forgiven because one of the Channel 7 commentators pointed out after the quarterfinal win that uh, Sam Kerr had been flying under the radar. So yeah. it was every chance you didn't know it was on. Were you watching the great I, event? I was watching, yes. Where it, were you? Uh, I was on the same couch that I was covering <laughs> South Dragons from, still sipping Malbec. <laughs> I, I was at a PWA Rookies Showcase where some of the rookie talent get to do their debut and there was some great talent. One... 
um, uh, sexually ambivalent wrestler whose name is Sue Plex uh, was outstanding. <laughs> but uh, one of our big heels, Jack J. Bonza, was wailing on the new uh, recruit, Connor. And just when the final penalty goal was slotted and Australia was victorious, all the assembled 120 of us started yelling and cheering and clapping. And <laughs> the heel you? was looking around. They love me. They finally love me. <laughs> Isn't that what happened at the Roosters game? Yeah. I believe Asako was just lining up the conversion. <laughs> and there was, spon- there was more noise for that yeah, than was, for yeah. the Chooks scoring their four tries in the second half, I can assure you. Well, By the way, Drew Hutchinson. Hmm. We talk about um, uh, uh, Cooper Cronk being a replicant and being on, on the outer. I believe in his last-ditch uh, effort to retain his job coaching the halves yeah. at the Roosters whilst also working with the Storms. <laughs> That Only was, a replicant could pull that off. That was a replicant, Drew Hutchison, because that wasn't the typical Hutch, was it? No, and the timing is um, also key here because Sam Walker made his return yes. in reserve grade. Yes, so Cooper's never very, So Cooper's just gone to the lab and... Very good timing. <laughs> get out there, Drew Hutchison, a second. Right. Uh, look, in actual I was watching Q&A. Oh, really? Like the rest of the country. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny, Chris. Our ABC needs protecting. You know that. Eight cents a day, Stephen. Um, and Big Tino didn't come to the Dragons. Didn't, didn't get, get a, a cannery? No. We got what, 12 million over 10 years? Oh, the, the figure I heard was, yeah, 12, 12 and a half million. And again, this is one of those meetings where Des Hasler has had it with Tino and convinced him to stay, which didn't get out into the public. Mm. Neither did Des Hasler's meeting with Gold Coast officials. So I'm concerned about this trend as a journalist yes. that's happening in rugby league where meetings are happening and yeah. I'm not informed of them. Yes, yes. But is this not, and, the, is this not the case that... You've never had any reason to speak to the Gold Coast before, so they've, in fact they've always been like this and now it's you're true. only discovering it? And is there a circuit? There used to be, you know, like Mundine's Coffee Shop or, or the Boxing Gym or the, yeah. you know, so, blah, blah, blah. So on Burwood Road, there's the, the um, cafe that Gus always goes to. So yes. we know we, that's one of the hangouts. Um, yeah. Yes, we won't, we won't say it out loud. <laughs> and, I mean, the Gold Coast seem to be serious, don't they? Rebecca Frizzell, very upfront about Holbrook, great guy, had to go, Des mm. is our future, and now, I mean, Fafita got a significant upgrade. The fact that they went out and celebrated with a 6-36 to 36 thumping to the Sharks, does this mean that there's already <laughs> questions being asked about these deals? Well, Des hasn't arrived yet, ah, so there you go. He'll, he'll get them all on the right page and yeah. everything will be swimming. Yeah, it's nice to see that uh, Cameron Sorallo and both uh, Cronulla had their ups and downs. Mm. I enjoy that, the Wonder mm. Boy coaches. Uh, last thing, that we're talking about dark murmurings and manoeuvrings and you know all that sort of stuff. You both have had contact with a coach whisperer. Yes. Mm. It's a very tidy circle, I can imagine. It's hard to get in. What's been your dealings with Bradley Charles Stubbs, Adrian? Um, I wrote one of the first pieces, um, and this is after getting to know him over a long period of time and deciding that I was... Were gifts involved? <laughs> with no. some no gifts. No. Were there were there were there sort of hooded you know midnight meetings? No, no. it wasn't a meeting in a car park or any any no. other type. Um, but yeah, I just got to know him over a period of time, and yeah. I was referred to a uh, by a, a common friend, yeah. a mutual friend. So I think that helped, and yes. they put in trust. a good word for me. So yeah. we built some trust over time. Yeah. And Does he whisper? No, he speaks in a in a baritone. <laughs> <laughs> he does get a bit revved up too. So if yeah. you're in a public space, yeah. you've got to say, there's kids around, Bradley. So <laughs> most of my interactions with him have been on the phone because right. he's up on the Gold Coast, I believe, most Yeah, he's of on the, the Gold time. Coast, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I always enjoy speaking to him and yeah. he has a very different take on things. He does. Um, which I enjoy. Right. Did you, I mean, the, it, the, 
it was around the Roosters' run mm. where I think he uh, ran into Blake Solly at the Alliance Cafe and said, you're going to get absolutely thumped in the last round. The Roosters are going yeah. to win by enough points to go past you and they're going to win the comp. Mm. And that's how the Madge Maguire uh, agreement that they would sever pinky fingers if South yeah. didn't win at 14. Oh, I've noticed you two both got your pinkies. So far, yes. Yeah. Um, did, who broke that story? It was in... I, I wrote it the was story you. originally. There you go. Um, so he trusted... Wow. So what, he actually gave a presentation in Sydney to some corporates mm-hmm. and I was allowed to attend said presentation and take from that whatever I chose fit and that particular anecdote the one where you know there was yeah he stood on the on the table with Michael Maguire and he urged him to do likewise and yelled that he believed yeah. and he didn't feel that that was enough belief and he said <laughs> I want to know that you believe yeah and if you don't win this grand final you're gonna sever your pinky finger and and apparently that's what happened. So yeah, instead yeah, of instead of losing a finger, he actually got a premiership ring yeah, put on that's it. That's exactly right. Yeah. And um, that's the A or B. I know where I'd go. And, <laughs> and, and you can you can feel Stephen's scepticism oozing through the microphone. <laughs> but these, oh, well, what I want to see is he did the same for Parramatta, and therefore Gutho doesn't have to lose all his fingers. <laughs> well, they've got to pay the money. You see. Uh, now, so he's got the two premierships rings. Yeah. They're in evidence. His latest. Uh, Trinket, if you like, was Graham Arnold gave him a, a jacket for his contribution to the Men's Football World Cup mm. where Arnold was voted best coach. And they were discussing this on the back page, I think, and Dan Ganane was talking about, look, I actually did a panel with him on one of the sports shows on Fox. And after 15 minutes, I got a better understanding about where it, what he's about and, yeah. and I can see there's something in it. And then he just... As a throwaway line said, of course, my wallet and keys were missing at the end of the show. Right? <laughs> and I directed Bradley to watch it. And he just said, why do they say this? I go, no, that's, that's, that's great. That's what that's keeps you valid, that yeah. the people still just can't quite buy into it. It keeps you valid. But the hardest part is when people say, what is it he actually does? Yeah. That's difficult to explain. But you know, you told us. Well, even getting him to verbalise that. No, himself. but you said he listens. Yes. Is no, that, that all you're no that's, that's another Svengali figure that we were talking about. That's a time. different Svengali. Yeah, which Svengali is that one? Yeah. Well, you, you won't identify we, we him by now. We won't go there. No, 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 no. Secrets we won't should go be there. revealed. <laughs> um, just think Svengali Rugby League. Um, and we were talking about Tedesco. No, um, uh, anyway, but uh, I think the thing about Bradley, one of the things is coaching coaches. Like coaches are now running these large corporations, if you like, and someone actually taking interest in their well-being is part of it. But a lot of it is media management. Mm-hmm. And I was actually watching... An incredible four-part documentary called "The Luckiest Guy in the World" about Bill Walton. Um, he was a story basketballer. He played at UCLA, won two uh, national college championships there, and went on and won championships with Portland and Boston. But he was a seven-foot man who had just constant injury problems with his feet and so forth. Sound he, familiar? Yeah. He was coached by the great John Wooden, who won multiple championships at UCLA. And one of the things Walton said is, "Coach Wooden never." talked about the opposition wouldn't mention them by name and he said he was concerned with what they were doing they weren't scouting and trying to respond to the opposition who's done that here Billy, Sl- Billy Slater yeah. I-, I noticed in the origin campaign he didn't ever talk about New South Wales right. and, and that is the that is the coach whisperer thesis and yep. in the hands of someone like uh, Robbo he just started giving slightly different press conferences talking about front door eyes up footy yep. and you couldn't discern it in, in the hands of someone like Kevy Kevy was just too much in the mantra you know we're going, we expect a win we're going to get it done etc etc yep. and everyone twigged but there is something in that, in the mindset, and that's what Bradley does. And he also is very good at telling you what the media is saying and what you shouldn't say. Yeah. But, and there's and power the, in it. And the Kool-Aid? Well, it's, Kool-Aid's part of it. <laughs> and and I, said, I was talking to Pat Richards about this. 
And you know the thing where someone says something intemperate about the opposition. I remember one year Blocker said that the Queensland pack was soft. And then I interviewed him about it and he just absolutely blew up because obviously he'd been chastened about, yes. you can't give them that Blocker, they'll put it on the locker room door. Yeah, and we're done. Yep. And I was talking to Pat Richards out at the Tigers and I said, you don't need that to be motivated, do you? He goes, no, it really works. Mm. He goes, that, that article yeah. is the special source that you sprinkle, the coach sprinkles and it gets you to a place you otherwise be, I think that is a large part of what Stubbs understands, even though your eyebrows are raised to the ceiling, I'm just saying there's a, bloke with a whole bunch of blokes with white coats out there <laughs> coming, to, coming to take he you has, away. He has had success <laughs> yes. with lots of people, like yes. Graham Arnold, Michael Maguire, Eddie Jones, yes. Robbo. Yeah. Like there's something there. there I, I need more. I don't see a premiership ring on your finger, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> I was there in 65, Chris. <laughs> That's true and kind of sad. Now, I've got one last thing. You know, often culture and footy and sport uh, intersect here on Fire Up. And uh, thank you, Adrian, for coming, by the way. Yeah. Pleasure. No. Much appreciated. Thrilled Fantastic. to have you, Adrian. We love your work. Yeah. Thank you. Next week, we'll dose him with the Kool-Aid and get the secrets out of it. It just struck me that uh, I really, really do enjoy, given that my team is sitting second at the bottom, <laughs> teams that entertain. Right. And that's why I do like Penrith, Chris. Really? That's gonna... why I do like Brisbane right now. Really? I thought you were going to say Brisbane, South Sydney, Manly, South Sydney Roosters. don't entertain like those two teams. Those well, two teams are just, just, wow. The teams about? on the bottom allow the teams on the top to entertain to look great. by letting them score tries against of course, them. Of course, of course. Anyway, we may have seen what Brisbane did the other night and uh, there was a couple of moments. One was Herbie Farnworth who was chased up, tackled, got up, turned around and then walked backwards slowly and they did the shh whilst he scored. Cameron Smith, a man known for cultural references. Yes. I think he's a fan of Warhol. Yes. I think he's a fan of some, you know, Salvador Dali. Yes. He, you know, some great musicians. He yeah. said, was that a moonwalk? I was just hearing Billy Jean in the And then he said, right Thriller. On that note, thank you very much. Goodbye. So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snorting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander, and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!